This is Retirement Radio with Eric Cheek from Nevada Retirement Planners. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Eric provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Retirement Radio with Eric Cheek. Hello and welcome back to Retirement Radio. My name is Eric Cheek from Nevada Retirement Planners. Now, if any time during the show you want to learn more information, feel free to give us a call at 775-674-2222 or visit us online at the old interweb at www.nvretirementplanners.com. Now, if you're at my website, feel free to head over to our radio page and check out our past shows. And you can also subscribe to Retirement Radio on iTunes or Google Play. That will ensure you're always kept up to date with our latest episodes. Now, speaking of latest episodes, today we're going to talk about eight ways to avoid returning to the workforce after retirement. We're going to spend our entire time on the radio today talking about ways to avoid that. You know, we spend so much time in our careers working toward the goal of retiring and stopping work. And having to return to work after retirement can be incredibly frustrating. Well, yeah, I think it can as well. And I think this is a great topic because a lot of folks, they retire and you hear about people having to go back to work. You don't want to have to do that. Uh, You only want to work if you want to work. Uh, But sometimes, some situations, it's hard to tell. And But before we get into that, Eric, I know you've been a busy guy lately. Um, How have you been, though? You're keeping busy there at Nevada Retirement Planners, aren't you? Very busy and uh, haven't been on any newscasts or anything like that, so that's good. Uh, (laughs) We don't want to be busy in that way, like uh, elected officials and movie stars and athletes and everybody else. So we're keeping a low profile in that that regard, but uh, business is good. Yeah, it's busy. Lots of folks retiring. Yeah, and I know that uh, that keeps you busy and you help people plan for retirement, plan out their finances. Um, And I'm sure that all this can feel like a lot of work for nothing if you don't truly get to retire. If you spent your working years uh, working, 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 and then you can't retire when you want to, right? Yep. You know, it's been said, uh, Ben Franklin once wrote that nothing is guaranteed in life but death and taxes. Now, even the best retirement plans can go astray. Uh, And for many retirees, it isn't always a lack of funds that drives them back into the worst, uh, you know, back into the workforce. Certainly, I think a lack of money is one reason retirees return to work, but others find that they're missing fulfillment in retirement. Uh, And often retirement is a journey. It's not a destination. So today we're going to talk about some options if you want to retire and stay retired. So you mentioned a journey. Uh, Maybe we could call this episode, Don't Stop Believing in Retirement. (laughs) Oh, almost. (laughs) Did you get the journey Uh, joke? Oh, yeah. Steve Perry and the boys from Journey, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Almost. But these actually come from the U.S. 
News and World Report article dated uh, July of this year. Not the boys uh, from the band journey, but the first option I want to talk about today is one that I feel is very important to consider. Now, I've helped with a lot of retirement journeys uh, over the years, and the most successful and happy journeys are the ones that are about retiring to something, not simply retiring to escape, uh, say, a job or a career. Uh, you know, one common reason for retirees to return to work is simple boredom. Uh, some people focus solely on achieving their financial retirement goals, but they neglect to think enough about what they'll actually do in retirement when they get there. Uh, and sometimes folks feel that uh, they find themselves without a purpose. Wow. Well, uh, how can we avoid this then, Eric? I mean, wandering without a purpose, that feeling. Is this where a retirement plan can help us? Well, I'd say that that the retirement savings plan is half of the blueprint that revolves around uh, your investments and the money you set aside and your income. Uh, but designing how you'll live a purposeful retirement is important as well. Uh, you know, visualize your days without work and think about how you'll live your life each day. Take a pre-retirement vacation and practice uh, how you live. Um, you know, what, what activities excite you the most about retiring? Uh, where will you go? Who you'll interact with? Where will you live? What's on your bucket list? Uh, and, and do you plan on bringing that list to life? Um, I would just say that if you struggle to see yourself as retired, you might not enjoy that lifestyle. Uh, retirement is a new chapter in your life. So creating an outline before you start to write it can help uh, ensure you avoid writer's block. Wow. Well, yeah, and I, those are good questions to ask, and I'm sure they can really impact our future in retirement. What's something else, though, we need to consider? Well, I'll tell you before we move on to this, just not to belabor this point, but you know, you and I have talked many times, Tony, about when we're going to retire, and it's a few years off for both of us. But you know, yeah. I always, I, I always know and have known for a long time what I'm gonna do. Uh, retirement just means that I'm not gonna be in the office every day. It doesn't mean that I'm gonna stop uh, working and being productive. Uh, I wanna teach skiing up at one of our local ski resorts uh, yep. and, and and maybe just work around golf because I love to golf. That's a passion of mine as well. So I've already got in my mind a couple of activities that I'm gonna be busy with uh, depending on the season. Uh, to kind of usher me into retirement. So I, I've already got a game plan on that. And I encourage folks that are pondering retirement to do the same thing and, and start thinking about in terms of, we've got the money situation uh, checked off. What are we gonna do with all this time we have in our hands? So, um, you know, I just think that that all of these things are important. Um, now, when we get back to, to finances, one of the most important decisions people have to make is when, it comes time to their social security, uh, de deciding when to apply. Uh, however, you know, knowing when you should choose to begin receiving payments or which type of benefit you should file for requires our listeners first to know how social security benefits gonna be calculated. In other words, you need to understand the two factors that are gonna mostly affect your monthly benefit. The primary insurance amount, which is referred to as PIA, and full retirement age, which is referred to as FRA. 
So does when we begin taking our benefit, then it, that plays a big part in maximizing our Social Security, right? Mm-hmm. It sure does. Yeah. And we've done entire shows on this. That's why our next yep. option is to delay retirement date. Um, you know, de- delaying retirement is practical uh, for many ways, but it helps to avoid having to return to the workforce. So the goal is not to return to the workforce, right? And a lot of times people will retire and they'll go, oh, you know what? I don't have as much money as I thought I'd have. And so one way to boost their income is to delay uh, retiring for a year or two or, or whatever the case may be and continue working. Focus on putting more of your income into savings. Watch your existing investment accounts compound with time. Uh, strengthen our nest egg. Uh, to help us prepare for that eventual last day of work, help us prepare for the day when we start having to generate paychecks ourselves out of the money that we've set aside, saved and invested. Uh, Now you can begin to receive benefits as early as age 62. I just had a call from a friend of mine uh, today who lives in Phoenix and he's turning 62 in December. He goes, hey, 62, I can start collecting my social security, can I? And I said, yes, of course you can. Um, However, are you planning on retiring? And he goes, well, no. He goes, I just thought I'd grab the extra money. And I said, well, you can grab the extra money, but you have to remain under the Social Security earnings uh, litmus test to retain all of the money that Social Security would pay if you retire early. So all Mm. these tricks. And so he goes, well, heck, I'm not gonna do that then. He goes, I just thought I'd get a big income benefit uh, it's 62, so I might as well take it, you know? And so we went through that. And, and so, you know, you can begin taking it at 62. However, each year you delay receiving social security, your your, your benefit, uh, increases. It's approximately six and a quarter percent from age 62, uh, each year until you reach your full retirement age. And then social security continues to increase payments. If you delay, all the way up to the age of 70. Uh, and if you wait till the age of 70, you're gonna receive 32% more than you would have uh, received if you retire at your full retirement age. So taken alone, that's an incredibly substantial difference. But when you apply that difference over a lifetime, you can really begin to see how important it is to maximize social security benefits. Uh, Because simply stated, filing at the wrong time can mean losing tens of thousands of dollars in benefits. Well, and that could make a huge difference in the success of your retirement, uh, obviously, right? Is that something that could be fixed though? Well, it can only be fixed if they change their mind and decide to stop social security and and basically unretire if they do it within the first 12 months of receiving benefits, uh, uh, you can repay the money to Social Security. Let's say that you're into Social Security six months and you go, you know, I'm just not making it financially. This was a mistake. Uh, you can uh, defer your benefit and refile later. Uh, Social Security would ask that you pay back the six months that you'd already received. Uh, but in a lot of cases, uh, it's going to be the best thing to do. Uh, and then you refile when your monthly benefit's gonna be higher. Uh, but this loophole only means that you uh, can use it during the first 12 months. And it also means that you need to be able to repay that social security benefit in full. And sometimes 
uh, folks uh, can't do that. So as we've said many times on the show, just make awful darn sure that when you do pull the trigger for Social Security, you know why you're doing it and, and when you're going to do it. Um, yeah. So again, if you've been on for less than 12 months, you can repay the benefit you received and you can refile later. But after 12 months, you're locked into what you have. All right. Well, uh, that's it's good to know uh, the rules and uh, all the details behind that so we can make the right decision. And hopefully we don't have listeners out there who have filed early and now wish uh, they could undo that. Sounds a little tricky, but this is all great information. We have to take a quick break right now, Eric. Is there anything else you want to add before we do? Yeah, I'd just like to add that uh, when we discuss these topics on the radio, a lot of times uh, it can be overwhelming and sometimes even nerve-wracking uh, to our listeners. They've told me before, you know, it, it, it's scary when they hear some of the things we talk about. But just keep in mind, listeners, you don't have to do it alone. Visit my website at nvretirementplanners.com or give my call, uh, give my office a call uh, at 775-674-674. 2222. You can request a complimentary consultation and we can discuss many things we talk about on the radio like social security. All you have to do is call and request a complimentary consultation because we want to help you prepare for the retirement you've worked so hard for. All right. Thanks, Eric. Listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of Eric Cheek here on Retirement Radio right after this. Do you ever feel like you need a retirement toolkit to help navigate your retirement? Retirement can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. With our Retirement Income Toolkit, you can get the information you need to help secure your retirement. This toolkit provides valuable information on income planning, asset allocation, tax planning, legacy planning, and more. Receive your Retirement Income Toolkit from Nevada Retirement Planners now by going to nvretirementplanners.com or by calling us at 775-674-2222. Hello and welcome back to Retirement Radio. This is Eric Cheek from Nevada Retirement Planners. And if at any point during the show you want to learn more information, feel free to give us a call at 775-674-2222 or visit us online at nvretirementplanners.com. Now today we're talking about ways to avoid returning to the workforce after retirement. Well, you've covered a lot already and Uh, You've covered a couple of different ways. Uh, Retire to something is the number one way we can avoid going back to work once we retire, have a plan, and then maybe delay the retirement a little bit. So what's another way? Well, the next way is real common uh, for retirees deciding to relocate or downsize. Now, the next way is a very common issue for retirees, uh, deciding to relocate or downsize. Now, in our area, in Nevada, in Northern Nevada, uh, we call this phenomena of retirees moving from our neighboring state to the left of California, retiring to Nevada. We call it the gray pipeline. And it's been happening for years. <laughs> yeah. um, but that's exactly what they do. They, they sell their homes in California and they relocate to a, an area uh, that real estate isn't at a, as expensive. Uh, so, sure. uh, and that's one of the things we brought up uh, when we we're talking about retiring to something. So this would be retiring to a different area or relocating or downsizing. So you mean relocate like moving to a whole new place? Yeah. I mean, they do it. Uh, seniors flock to yeah. places like Florida. Uh, if you're in, from the East Coast, it's Florida. 
if you're from the Midwest, it's Southern Texas. And if you're from the West, it's Arizona. Uh, and it's more than just the weather. Uh, two of the states don't have state income tax. That means you can avoid state taxes uh. on retirement income by moving there. Nevada does not have state income tax. So that's what happens with a lot of the California retirees uh, is they why. get a raise. Sure. Yeah, they get a raise just by moving across state lines. So, um, and there's six states that have in the country, you, you can uh, call me for a list if you'd like. But if you want to avoid state income taxes, uh, but deserts or beaches are not your thing, uh, you still have some other options. Um, according to Bankrate, an article from July of this year entitled, is a state with no income tax better or worse? And you can get some information on the the uh, the eight states in the United States that do not have state income tax. So uh, let me see. Off the top of my head, I know there's Alaska, Florida, Nevada, South Dakota, Texas, Washington, Wyoming. I think there might be a couple of others, but uh, yeah. Anyway, that's that's the lion's share of them. Well, sure. That's um, so, why so many people are are moving to Florida, Arizona, and Nevada. All three of yep. those are are hot retirement locations. Yeah. Yep. Now I've been to South Dakota. I have a cousin that lives. In, um, in Rapid City, which is right near where Mount Rushmore is. And let me tell you, the area is absolutely gorgeous. The Black Hills of South Dakota are oh, beautiful. There's I lots of stuff area. to see. But uh, the winter in South Dakota is quite harsh, uh, quite cold, quite snowy, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I don't know how that would work for someone that would move to South Dakota from a different state. Uh, anyway, nice places. All of them are really Texas, yeah. Washington, Wyoming. The nicest thing is, is they don't uh, collect uh, uh, income tax on retirees. So that's a nice thing. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah. you know, maybe uh, you, you'd like to be around cowboys. Uh, <laughs> well, that kind of stuff. I've, so I've always been a fan of cowboys, but I, I don't yeah. think everybody's <laughs> going to want to move, Eric. And what yeah. happens if they want to stay close to their friends and family? Then, well, um, if you want to stay in your current state, then downsizing has been an option that folks have have looked at. Uh, you know, the dual benefit of lower maintenance and utility costs, lowering property taxes. You know, folks will move into retirement communities say where they pay an HOA fee and all their maintenance on their condos is done by the homeowners organization. There's lots of different ways to approach it. Um, uh, and some folks are thankful to downsize because they can get rid of all the, you know, lifelong of accumulation with furniture, knickknacks, uh, things they've saved, stored, uh, uh, hoarded, all those kind of things. So moving into a smaller place, I go, hey, we got to get rid of all this stuff. Uh, and I've helped clients do it. But there's always pros and cons of downsizing. Yeah, uh, of course. And But I love pros and cons list. Uh, uh, what do you have for us? Well, I'll tell you, you can it can make sense both financially and logistically to downsize, but it might not be an advantageous choice in every situation. You know, there's other factors you should consider in order to decide whether downsizing is right for you. Uh, so let's talk about some of the pros and cons of moving to a smaller home. Um, pros, let me see. Uh, you'll gain access to the equity in your house. So if you trade your current house for a less expensive one, you free up that money uh, to invest 
in other ways or simply have more money to spend. That could be a, a nice option. Uh, you may lower your monthly cost. A smaller house usually has smaller utility bills, smaller property taxes, uh, smaller insurance costs, all those type of things. But, uh, you know, sometimes those costs can be offset in just a different locale. Uh, you might move to a part of your state or area where, uh, you know, fire danger is higher or something like that, flood danger, you know, even for the smaller homes. So you got to consider those things. But, you know, having something less to maintain, I know a lot of retirees like that if they have, you know, less house to clean, less yard to mow, all that kind of stuff. So if it has a smaller yard, takes less effort, that's good. If you move into an apartment, hey, there's no yard, right? Right. Uh, I like and, that. And, you know, retirement communities are so popular where things like exterior maintenance is included in your your monthly HOA and, and you can eliminate those chores altogether. Um, like I said, you know, downsizing, it kind of forces you to reduce your possessions. <laughs> um, and sometimes that's a good thing for folks to do if they've accumulated things. But, um, you know, if you don't feel any urgency to toss your unused possessions, you have no plan to, um, you can just simply tidy up. So uh, those are some of the pros. Let's talk about some of, yeah, we that that's about most of the pros I have on my little sure. short little list. Yeah, and those are some good pros. I especially like the one about having less to clean and less yard work. For me, that's good. So what are some of the cons we're looking at? Uh, well, moving is costly. The cost of moving or disposing of your possessions, unless you have a lot of friends you can hit up to help you move. Uh, and then you got commissions. You got to figure out the realtor's commissions when you uh, sell your home and buy another one uh, or money you might have to spend to fix up and furnish your new home can easily amount to a significant portion of the current cost of your current home. Uh, the house might require a lot of pairs and upgrades before you can sell it. Uh, when it comes time to put your house on the market, your realtor may suggest that, you know, repainting and new flooring, things of that nature need to be done. Um, and all those repairs you could put off for years, they might not, uh, you know, if you're going to sell and downsize, you may need to do it now. And all of these things cost money. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, they do. Uh, and that's uh, that's a big one. I know that I enjoy having personal space uh, to work on my yeah. collection of ships in a bottle. Uh, that's my <laughs> me time. I'm just kidding. Hey, the, and, and, and how about the the hassle of just moving itself? Oh, uh, yeah. Moving is a hassle. I have helped more friends move in the last 30 years. And the last time I moved, uh, you know, uh, one was sick. I couldn't get a hold of a couple. Oh, oh I, I'm sorry I didn't call you back. You know, it's like, oh my God. So I paid to have two young men. That was a good move. Uh, handle all the heavy stuff, but God, what a hassle. Uh, the time, the energy to pack and unpack. So I would suggest if you're going to downsize, just really make a good decision and do it once. My goodness. And then, uh, you know, if you downsize, you're going to have less personal space, like you talked about. Where are you going to put your uh, ships in a bottle collection and and all that kind of yeah, stuff? And, exactly. You yeah. know, right now, uh, yeah, that's a, my that's lady a and I point. have a nice house where we can totally go to opposite ends if we need to get away from each other See, for that's a while. Nice. You and, need that once in a while. Yeah, you need is. that once in a while. Yeah, I do. Uh, and if you have a place to go work on your hobby, all that kind of stuff. So in a smaller house, yeah, uh, there I may not be the room great. for that. So think about that on our list of cons as well. 
Uh, in this part of the show, we're going to talk about two more ways, cut living expenses and discover meaningful work. All right. Sounds great. And who doesn't want to cut living expenses? I know I could, but uh, what are some ways we can do that? Well, uh, sometimes some opportunities to lower living expenses uh, can be achieved through better money management, uh, frugal living, less wasteful lifestyle. Uh, I know this, most retirees do pay attention to spending on things like going out to dinner, uh, things of that nature, you know, um, and I know it's helpful. Uh, I really don't pay attention to too much of that. Uh, I don't go out to eat very much. I'm just not one of those people that eats out a lot. I'd rather eat at home, but uh, you know, pay a close attention to your bank and credit card accounts for reoccurring costs that can be eliminated. Um, I tell you this, when I started tracking how much money I spent at Costco in a given year, I absolutely cut that uh, probably by three quarters, the amount, just just seeing it wow. was a ridiculous amount of money. And a lot of it was just, you get to Costco and I do, and I get excited, I go, oh my God, look at that. Uh, AAA batteries, there's 50 of them and it's only 13.99, you know, I go, wow, that's a great deal. Or, a, you know, a one pound tub of peanut butter. I mean, nobody needs those giant things of peanut butter. So. I just started tracking that, just started cutting back. But um, that's one way to do it. Uh, uh, you know, think about household items. If it's a need or a want, uh, I do that to this day. Uh, and find creative uses for things you already own. There's a huge market for secondhand goods. But consuming best, uh, consuming less uh, is, is better for your pocketbook and your footprint on earth, removing frivolous and Unnecessary spending each month leaves more money to spend on experiences like travel and being with family and friends, and it helps to secure your retirement. All right. Well, that sounds great. Now, uh, you mentioned uh, another way, discovering meaningful work. Uh, that sounds interesting, but what do you mean by that? Well, just like what I talked about the first the show, Tony, that I already know that, that when I retire, um, I'm just too stir crazy to just one day I'm hanging yeah, up you and me both. my pen and calculator and I'm not working anymore. So I already know right. that uh, I'm a lifelong skier. I'm gonna get a second career. It's gonna be my fun career. Uh, it's gonna be something that's gonna be like on vacation. Every day I go to work, I'm just gonna go to the local ski resort and be a ski instructor. So um, it's just a second job and I'll make a little money and I'll get to ski for free. So it will say, I'll save the money that I would be spending on an annual pass to ski. Uh, so I won't have to pay for that. And I'll also make a little money. So, uh, and, and then I'll have the social aspect of working in a group uh, of other instructors and working with, you know, clients that need ski lessons and not. So uh, it's gonna be fun. Um, now for those who enjoy the pursuit of financial gain, uh, that's not going to be for them. But, you know, retirement can be an excellent opportunity to begin a second career. I guess the point is financial gain is not always the primary motivator. Um, and sometimes these pursuits in retirement may not feel like work at all. So if you discover a second career or start a business in retirement based on something you enjoy, it could be a surefire way to avoid returning to your pre-retirement occupation. 
volunteering yeah. and mentoring could help fill that social uh, and if you have an intellectual need as well, regardless of which direction you choose. I just think finding meaningful activities and work and retirement can be exceptionally rewarding. Yeah, I think so too. Well, we're out of time for today's show. It just flew by, Eric. Is there wow. anything else you want to add before we have to go today? Whew. I don't know. We covered a bunch. Uh, I think, what did we cover? <laughs> we, did. We, we, we recovered, uh, retire to something instead of nothing. Delaying retirement. Uh, pros and cons of relocating, downsizing, cutting living expenses, and discovering new meaningful work. I love that one, discovering new meaningful work. Um, So I don't know, if you've missed any of these ways, uh, you know, uh, visit our website at nvretirementplanners.com. You can get full recordings of this and every show uh, of Retirement Radio. Uh, Visit our website and also give us a call at the office at 775-674-2222 and set up a complimentary retirement consultation. All right. Well, that sounds great. Great offer for our listeners, Eric. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Retirement Radio with our host, Eric Cheek from Nevada Retirement Planners. Thank you for listening to Retirement Radio with Eric Cheek. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Eric Cheek at Nevada Retirement Planners. Call 775-674-2222 or visit their website at nevadaretirementradio.com. Eric Cheek and Nevada Retirement Planners are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.